Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 7th of December. All the big four banks have passed on interest rate rises in full after the Reserve Bank lifted the official cash rate for the eighth consecutive time. The RBA's hike of 25 basis points takes the official cash rate to 3.1%, the highest in a decade. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has warned there is more pain on the way for mortgage holders. So already having a harsh and heavy impact on repayments, uh, but as the RBA has made clear today, uh, we expect that the full impact of these rate rises will be felt down the track. After all the rate rises this year, an Australian homeowner on a $500,000 mortgage will have to find another $830 a month for their repayments. And as the soaring cost of living continues to burn a hole in our pockets, Shadow Treasurer Angus Taylor is also criticising the lack of action from the federal government on rising energy prices. Sadly, we still seem to be no closer to having a clear path forward for reducing those energy cost pressures that Australians are facing. All Australians want as they approach Christmas is to know that the government has a plan and has their back. That's not what they're seeing. National Cabinet is meeting virtually on Friday to discuss these issues after today's meeting was postponed with the Prime Minister now isolating with COVID-19. And in developing news overnight, residents have been evacuated on the Gold Coast with the street shut down for a number of hours as police negotiate with a man threatening to self-harm. Our reporter Rod McLeod has more from our Queensland newsroom. Police decided to cordon off a street block around 4.30 yesterday afternoon following reports of a disturbance at a unit in a complex. Negotiations with the sole male occupant have been going on throughout the night, the man telling them he has a gas bottle. Neighbours within the complex have been evacuated as a precaution. This neighbour telling Nine it was very unsettling. He just said the police are outside. They're going to come knock on your door and we got to, like, some police officer came and knocked on our door and said, got to evacuate if something happening. We didn't really know what was happening as well. We just took, took our stuff and we left. It was my fa- it was my, me and my mum. We were in the house and we got evacuated. And there's another family. I think there was three of them. Victoria's health system crisis continues with another hospital considering a pause on elective surgeries to keep up with the high demand. While urgent operations will go ahead as usual, Royal Melbourne Hospital has confirmed some day surgeries could be deferred. It comes after the Alfred Hospital announced it would be stopping all elective surgeries for about a week due to a high number of staff off sick. And on Monday, Melbourne's Royal Children's Hospital turned parents and kids away at the emergency department after a surge in wait times. Meantime, the New South Wales health system has been handed its report card showing the state's hospitals and ambulances are still under the pump. Our reporter, Lauren Howarth, has more from Sydney. Yes, that's right, Maddie. The Bureau of Health Information has today released its latest quarterly report, giving us an insight into how the system is going following the height of COVID. Patients are still waiting longer to receive treatment than before the pandemic. The same can be said for ambulances. But the stats show there have been some slight improvements. As for elective surgeries, Bureau of Health Information boss Dr Diane Watson says they're working on clearing a huge backlog. And at the end of the quarter, there was almost 18,000 patients on the elective surgery waiting list who had waited longer than clinically recommended. 
Overseas now, and Indonesia's government has passed new laws which ban sex outside of marriage, with those caught facing up to a year in prison. The new criminal code also prohibits unmarried couples from living together, an offence which now carries up to six months jail time. Protesters stood outside Parliament on Monday, arguing the changes were a huge setback to freedoms within the country. Australians visiting Bali will also be impacted, but it could take up to three years for the ban to come into force. Ukraine has switched to emergency power shutdowns following dozens of Russian missile strikes. The Kremlin says it's an act of retaliation, blaming Kyiv for recent drone attacks on its military facilities. The latest attack on Ukraine has wiped out electricity across the country, just as widespread blackouts were due to end. Here is a local speaking on the ABC. I have no electricity, no water, uh, no lights, but as I said, it's okay. Uh, I'm ready to live with it. And a man has been arrested in the UK after allegedly throwing an egg in the direction of King Charles III. The King was meeting with members of the public north of London when the egg was reportedly hurled at him. It's the second time eggs have been thrown at the Royal in a month. Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, the big four banks have wasted no time in passing on yesterday's cash rate hike, so existing borrowers could be gifting the banks around $180 each month by paying this higher interest rate. Yeah, good morning, Maddie. There was no surprise, although there were a few people that were a little bit more optimistic, hoping for maybe no rate hike, but we saw it. And there is now a 0.51 percentage point difference between the interest rate existing borrowers are paying compared to what new customers are getting. That's the RBA data. So on a $600,000 mortgage over 25 years, that's the difference, about $180. Now, you would think that would be enough incentive for Aussies to refinance if that's the case, but they have pulled the reins slightly back, Maddie, when it comes to refinancing to a new lender. Now, that could be a number of reasons. It could be that they're locked in their existing loan, their mortgage prisoners, so to speak, or they may have not got around to it. This rate hike may actually prompt people again to look at what they're paying. And I guess the big question we're all saying now is, you know, are we there yet? Have we reached the peak? Are we going to see more rate hikes? Well, it was interesting to see that yesterday the CBA did change their forecast. They were perhaps the most optimistic saying that the December rate hike was it, that was going to be it. But now they're saying that they're expecting probably another rate hike in February. So they're seeing the peak cash rate at 3.35. And then they're hoping, I guess, for a cut in the October-December 2023 period, about 0.5%. When you look at where the other banks are thinking, Maddie, they're saying that rates could go as high as 3.60 for NAV and ANZ and Westpac as saying that the cash rate could hit 3.85. So cut a long story short, more rate hikes are expected. And when you think about it, the inflation rate, even though it fell to 6.9%, it's still way too high. It's not in that range that the RBA wants, that's say 2 to 3%. Interesting to note, CanStar did do some analysis to show how many extra days do you have to work now to cover those mortgage repayments? And guess what? A single worker would have to work an extra 4.2 days every month to make up that difference in home loan repayments now that we've seen eight rate hikes. And if you are feeling the pinch, and I mean really feeling the pinch, the best thing is to talk to your lender. There are a couple of things you can do. 
increasing your term, going from 25 to 30, can give you some relief of around $280. Interest only can save you about $632 per month. But both of these strategies will cost you more in the long run. And then also maybe start thinking about how the share economy can help you. Renting out, say, your garage or some storage can bring in about $400 per month. And that goes at least halfway to clawing some, back, some, you know, some of those rate hikes back. Yeah, certainly, Effie. And look, there's some really good tips in there as well. We know everyone's doing it tough at the moment. So hopefully they can just follow a few of those tips there and advice that you've given. And um, yeah, and we'll see how the rest of next year goes. But thank you so much for your insight. Thank you. Time for sport now with Josh Conway. And Josh, good morning. There's still hope for the Aussie skipper ahead of tomorrow's second test against the West Indies. There is, Maddie, and good morning to you. Pat Cummins did train last night in Adelaide despite that thigh concern suffered just days ago in the first test. There is a packed test schedule coming up both here and abroad for the Aussies over the next few months, so you have to wonder how that will impact the selectors' thinking. Ashes hero Scott Boland is the likely replacement, though, if Cummins cannot prove his fitness. There is a nice little milestone coming up too, Maddie. Nathan Lyon needs just one wicket in this test match to overtake the late, great Shane Warne as the most successful bowler in test cricket at the Adelaide Oval. Not that he is one for landmarks. For me, it's not about personal success. I'd much rather be able to go back into the change room at the end of the game and, and sing a song. There you have it, Josh. And to Qatar now, there's been another stunning upset at the FIFA World Cup overnight. Yeah, incredible scenes yet again in Qatar. Morocco has eliminated superpower Spain earlier this morning after the match finished scoreless after normal and extra time. Penalties were needed and the Spaniards missed all three of their attempts as Morocco now progresses to the quarterfinals. Here is the winning penalty thanks to SBS. And most importantly, into the quarterfinals. Oh, what a way to do it. Job done for Morocco. It really has been a World Cup of upsets. Some big news overnight in the tennis world as well. Adelaide will host Novak Djokovic's first tournament in Australia since his controversial deportation. The tennis champ has confirmed he'll play at the Adelaide International from January 2nd as he tunes up for his return to the Aussie Open. The Western Bulldogs are set to be dumped from the AFL's marquee Good Friday fixture against North Melbourne next year in favour of Carlton as League HQ tries to draw a bigger crowd. And former Wallabies mentor Eddie Jones has been sacked as England coach after a string of poor results. And that is what is making news across the sporting world this morning, Matty. Thanks so much, Josh. And tributes continue to flow for US actress Kirstie Alley, who's passed away from cancer, age 71. Her children, True and Lily, announced her death on social media yesterday, saying they remember their fierce and loving mother for her zest for life. Kirstie Alley was best known for playing Rebecca Howe on the famous sitcom Cheers in the late 80s and early 90s, a role that won her an Emmy. She also starred alongside John Travolta in Look Who's Talking in 1989, with Travolta taking to Instagram overnight to say Kirsty was one of the most special relationships he ever had. He said, quote, I love you, Kirsty. I know we will see each other again. 
And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. And you can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.